Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hello there guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope that you guys are staying safe and doing well and as always I hope that you guys are finding ways to fill that void left behind by our favourite turbocharged V6 supercars at the moment not currently in action. They're all laid to rest until the F1 season gets going. The winter break is upon us now and at the time of recording this uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night I think it's about 95 days until barring give or take might be 94 actually if I get my maths right either way it's going to be quite a while before the 2023 F1 season is in full force and I'm sure there are plenty of different ways in which you can occupy your time in that regard Uh, we have the World Cup right now and depending on which country that you're following or support of course you may have different feelings toward the World Cup, even if you're not a football fan. I know that, uh, obviously, you know, myself, I'm English, and England at the moment are through to the next round, although by the time this podcast comes out on the Monday, we'd have played our second round match in Senegal against Senegal. So uh, football might not be coming home in 2022 by that point. Um, by the time you hear this, we may have gone out by then, but uh, fingers crossed. Of course, if you are Senegalese and listening to this, best of luck, but uh, I hope you won't mind me saying, I hope England do win that game and we'll see how we go um one thing that was quite interesting I'd heard the other day from someone was that after the world cup has finished it's only about a month or so before we start seeing the new 2023 cars which is kind of nice kind of makes the winter break feel a little bit shorter although it's still relatively long time but until then guys we'll just have to make do without one thing that we are going to do for this episode that I thought might be a bit fun is to talk about our 2022 predictions do a bit of a reaction we're going to be doing our season review next week we were planning on doing it tonight unfortunately we weren't able to get the whole team together but we will be back next week to do our review of the 2022 season tonight though 
it's just going to be myself and it's going to be Lee Wannington as well joining me. We're going to do a reaction and a review to some of the predictions that we made before the 2022 season. And one thing I must warn about some of these predictions, some of them probably aren't out there as much as some that I have seen, but they are going to be quite interesting to react to, bearing in mind that we actually did this back in January, I think. So before a wheel was turning testing, before the new regulations went live, before we had any inkling as to who was actually going to be at the front. And bearing in mind, this is a new set of regulations we were talking about at the time. So there was an element of randomization involved in some of these predictions before, of course, the hierarchy and the pecking order was well established for the season. So hopefully some of these predictions might be fun as well. And of course, if you haven't checked out our predictions video, I'll leave a card for that just in case you wanted to check and see how we did. And perhaps you did some predictions yourself at the time. Compare, see how you did. All in a little bit of fun. So without further ado, Lee joining us on the show as always. Lee, how you doing, mate? All good? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, as, uh, as you said, uh, during the World Cup at the moment, let's get a bit of the sporting void filled. Um, just enjoying some good quality football. Um, yeah, Because I can't watch any good... Well, I say that multiple sport is fun to watch but it's the breaking through most of the categories so can't get any good quality motorsport so it's uh have to do something else yeah i'm sure there's stuff out there if you look hard enough to find it yeah probably um, so just have a look <laughs> i think we're gonna need one of our loyal followers to hook us up with some decent racing or as we discussed before just carrying on with uh, either f1 manager or f1 2022 or any other motorsport games that we can get our hands on really to fill that void yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, or you go down the back catalogue of games and you go the oh, you go for the Formula One games from the nineties. <laughs> you drive around as Jack Villeneuve and Williams, and we go, oh yeah, <laughs> get those nice pixel later cars out. <laughs> yeah, we saw someone do this for Autosport, didn't they? They um, yeah. did an arcade style of F one ninety seven on the PS one, and they rendered in the twenty twenty two cars. I must admit, it was kind of cool. Um, funny enough, you mentioned Jack Villeneuve. I remember reading a little while ago that he was uh, testing a 2021 Alpine for yep. some reason. I'm not quite sure what it was for, but it was kind of cool to see uh, the 97 world champion have a go in an Alpine car. don't think he was on the shortlist for any potential drivers at the time. This is when Alpine was sort of scrambling for someone to replace Fernando Alonso. Maybe he was on the shortlist and this was like a private test, but uh, I think they made the right choice in going with Gasly. I mean, I like Jack Villeneuve, but... Uh, Probably passed it by now, I'd imagine. Well, he's the last Williams champion, a world champion. So uh, that's sad saying that <laughs> for a team like Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, being a Ferrari fan, it's obviously a little bit depressing thinking about that, how long it's been since Ferrari's last title. And I think to myself, it could be worse. It could be Williams, <laughs> really. They feel like they've been waiting an eternity. But I'm sure, hopefully someday, Williams will return to where they rightfully belong. We'll just have to wait and see when that happens. Um, But just a quick reminder, guys, for those of you that are new to the DNF1 F1 podcast, just a quick reminder that we are the independent F1 podcast made by the fans and for the fans as we bring you race reviews, special guest interviews, and all of the latest talking points, news, and gossip in the world of Formula One for your listening and viewing pleasure. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, all that yada, yada, yada. Please help us if you can. That would really mean a lot to us. And of course, if you follow us on your favorite pod platform, you can give us a five-star review if you think that we are worthy. We did get a five-star review on Spotify since our last episode. And I would love to give a shout out on this episode to whoever it was that gave us that generous five-star review. Unfortunately, you do need to let us know 
on our socials and they're going to be left in the show notes in the description and you'll see them if you're watching this on youtube on the background screen that we have so if that was you please do get in touch and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode if you do follow us on apple podcast or itunes if you like you can leave us a five star review on there and we'll give you a shout out all the same pleasantries out of the way lee are you ready to react to some f1 2022 predictions dnf1 style yeah, um, I'm sure there's going to be some really crazy ones that look silly um, how the season went and obviously what occurred in the world in the last year as well that obviously impacted the driver market itself. Mm, very much so. I want to make this a little bit fun. I want to make a game of this as well. So I think one good way of doing this, and I was listening to the WTF1 podcast and they do their A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, F1 grades or something like that. That's what they do. We're not going to do that. We're not going to steal that idea. What we're going to do, though, is we're going to award a point for every correct prediction that we do. Now, just for the sake of, you know, keeping a mental score on this, some of these are going to be worth more than others. So, for example, when we run down our championship standing predictions, they're going to be worth a point for every correct position that we got. And that applies to the teams and drivers. For the other predictions, I think we'll just do a point for those individually, just to make it a bit fun. So, Try and keep score with us if you can at home. I'm going to try and keep a mental score on this one as we go along. So, Lee, I might need you just to remind me in case I miscount. Um, No pressure on me because, uh, you know, my day job as an accountant, I should be pretty good with numbers. But uh, it's always nice to have someone to have your back every now and then to make sure that you don't mess up. So I think the first one that we should start with, Lee, the 2022 World Champion. Now, I don't know if you've taken note on what predictions that you gave, but I'm pretty sure you know which driver you picked. Um, And we've got Courtney's as well. So Courtney is playing along with us, even though he's not going to be here physically to play along with us today. Um, Sounds a bit weird on an audio platform saying that, but uh, (laughs) platonically speaking, of course. Got to keep the show family friendly. Um, Lee, do you remember who you went with? I have to admit, I have no idea. I haven't haven't (laughs) gone back and watched the video, I'm afraid. Fair Um, enough. So I hope you have mine. Well, no, I, I do have yours. I have yours, mine. I have all of our predictions down. Okay. I just wanted to see if you remembered. But uh, you no. want to hazard a guess of who you predicted? Uh, I would have guessed that I'd gone for Lewis, but that was probably miles off now. No, no, you, you did. You went for Sir Lewis Hamilton to win an eighth world title. Interestingly, um, so did Courtney. You won't be surprised to know. <laughs> I almost had you there. Um I went with Max Verstappen to be world champion and I didn't expect it to be as dominant as he was. I just had a feeling that that he got his first one over the line that he was going to be world champion again for a second time round and be a much more calmer, much more composed driver. I think to some degree there's an element of truth to that. But I think I'll only take the one point for a correct prediction. So uh, nice and easy one to start us off with. One point for me for a correct prediction on Max Verstappen and uh, you and Courtney so far. Nipois, for anyone who watches Eurovision. Um, Let's now make this a little bit more interesting. We're now going to run through our top 10 of our Drivers' Championship predictions. So what I'm going to do, Lee, is I suppose you probably aren't familiar with who you picked in your top 10. Uh, I've got got the world champion. (laughs) I don't remember that. I'm unfortunately not going to remember the top 10. Yeah, I think when we were talking about world champions, it was almost a bit like 50-50, wasn't it? Um, Who we thought might be on the list. So what I'm going to do, I've got them all here. Don't worry. Um, I'm just So for this one, for the benefit of anyone keeping score at home listening to this show, 
I'm going to be doing the top 10 for the drivers and the top 10 for the teams. We both, well, not both of us, we, we get a point for every correct position that we get in this one. So for the benefit of the standings, I'm going to read them all one at a time and I'm going to tell you how many points we got right because I did note this down. So we'll start with Courtney's one, nice and easy, seeing as he's not with us. Um, he went P10, Pierre Gasly. Ninth was Ricardo. Alonso, eighth. Norris, seventh. Perez, sixth. Carlos signs fifth. Verstappen, fourth. Big surprise there. Charles Leclerc, third. George Russell, second. And Lewis Hamilton, world champion. Courtney got two right on that one. He got... Lando Norris, P7, loves a P7, Carlos Lando Sainz. Norris this season, and Carlos Sainz, yeah, well done, so well done, Courtney, got two points, Lee, do you want to hear your top 10? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to ask Courtney about that P4 for Max Verstappen, I think that's why he's not here, I think he knew, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask him on that one, because he very much low-balled Max, and uh, so your top 10 was Alonso P10, Vettel 9th, Perez 8th, Ricardo 7th, Charles Leclerc 6th, Lando Norris 5th, Max Verstappen 4th, Carlos Sainz 3rd, Russell 2nd, and Sir Lewis Hamilton 1st. <laughs> you, you didn't get one right, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Max Verstappen P4, though, I've got to ask. I mean, uh, wow, that's the first uh, bold one, I suppose. Yeah, well, the... Uh, the- Thinking at the time was I'm really didn't expect Mercedes to get it wrong. You think of all the previous rule changes we've had. Uh, I think it's the 2017 rule change. They they changed the rules slightly, um, and then obviously the 2014 rule change. Mercedes have got them both right, and obviously they didn't get this one right. So the time is obviously really thought Mercedes going to come out of the block um, with the best car, which they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we kind of expected that. You know, every year goes by, Mercedes always have these issues in testing. They're sandbagging or they're spinning off the circuit or they're struggling to get it together. I remember it was it 2019. We thought Ferrari were going to run away with it in the opening race. And in the second test that they had, Mercedes brought in this B-spec car, completely different to their first one. It was much more aerodynamically sophisticated and aggressive compared to their first one. And they absolutely smashed it. And Ferrari were completely nowhere in the opening races of the season. It was quite amazing this time round obviously that wasn't the case and it surprised a lot of people Mercedes had a dog of a car this year compared to what we were expecting and that new concept that they brought out we all thought it was revolutionary I remember saying on the show that this had the potential to change the dynamic and change how Formula One cars will look going forward in terms of the size zero element to it so it was a real surprise to all of us that it turned out Mercedes actually produced a dog of a car quite quite comparatively to what we saw from Red Bull and Ferrari, at least. Um, I'll do my top 10. So I did Alonso P10, Ricardo P9, Gasly 8th, Perez 7th, Lando Norris 6th, Russell 5th, Carlos Sainz 4th, Charles Leclerc 3rd, Sir Lewis Hamilton 2nd, and as we all know, Max Verstappen, world champion. Max was the only one I got right. Uh, Courtney won that round. Yeah, so Courtney <laughs> at this point, so Courtney's got um, two. So so far, just to uh, do a you've got two apiece. Yes, Courtney and I've got two each. After all of that, you've got none so far, Lee. So we need you to try and redeem yourself a little bit. Don't worry, guys. We're going to do some bold surprise predictions later on. So that's where it's going to get quite fun. 
and interesting to sort of react to. We'll do the Constructors Championship predictions. Um, first of all, Constructors Champions, Lee, do you remember what you went for? Must have been Mercedes. Mm, you did. To be fair, all three of us picked Mercedes as Constructors Champions this season and we were all wrong. So no points for any of us on that one. Um, interesting top tens though. So just looking through at the moment. So P10, I'm going to do mine first. You've got Alfa Romeo, P10, Haas P9, Williams P8, Alpine P7, Aston Martin P6, Alpha Tauri P5, McLaren P4, Red Bull P3, Ferrari P2, Mercedes in P1. Ferrari's the only one I got right on that one. Um, so one point for me. Any surprises in there, Lee, that you wanted to ask me about? I mean, I'm looking through the list. I'm thinking to myself, oh, Alpha Tauri's probably the surprise. Yeah, the Alpha Tauri. I really how... hyped them up. Yeah, well, they had such a good season last well, I say last season, last year. Mm. Um, and obviously, you talk about Mercedes having dog a car. AlphaTauri had an even worse car. Than <laughs> <laughs> they did, <laughs> they just obviously, yeah. from they've come, they're the biggest drop in the championship standings, I believe, are the AlphaTauri between mm. 21 and 22. Yeah, I mean, nobody expected them to fall so far. We all expected them to be potentially one of those dark horses that challenges the leaders on occasion, as they did in 2021, as it were, weren't even close. It was terrible by comparison. Um, we'll go through uh, Courtney's top 10 next. P10 Haas, P9 Alpha, Alpha Romeo that is, P8 Williams, P7 Alpha Tauri, P6 Aston Martin, P5 Alpine, P4 McLaren, P3 Red Bull, P2 Ferrari, and P1 Mercedes. Again, the only correct answer Courtney got was Ferrari in that one so uh this is where it gets interesting though lee because we're going to do yours and i think you did quite well on this one so i'm going to read them out p10 alpha romeo so we all kind of lowballed alpha on this one um but courtney was a little bit closer to where they were we, that, again alpha romeo surprised a lot of us in the yeah. first half of the season yeah well, i mean they say that alpha terry have dropping so much alpha romero probably one of the biggest gainers in in standings comparing between the seasons. Mm. I mean, admittedly, the second half of their season was absolutely abysmal. It was kind of more <laughs> akin to what we were expecting of them. But that first half, especially with Bottas, regularly in you know the top five, six, seven places in most races early in the season. And then I think he only scored like three points in the like second and third last race of the season. Ultimately, that was enough to get them P5 in the... Const oh, P... Sorry, not P5. P6 in the Constructors. But uh, yeah, a bit of a fall from grace and something that will worry for next season. But, um, you know, there you go. Um, so yeah, P10 Alpha, P9 Alpha Tauri. So that's a point for you. P8 Haas, two points for Lee. So Lee's nice. on the board. <laughs> P7 Williams. We we all hyped Williams up a bit. I right. think as soon as they went out and tested, we looked at them in the first race. We're like, they are going to get nowhere no. near P7 or P8. But uh, P6 Alpine, P5 Aston Martin, that one very nearly came in. P4 McLaren, P3 Red Bull, P2 Ferrari, P1 Mercedes. So well done, Lee. That's three points. I think oh. that deserve, almost deserves a bit of a round of applause there. So well done. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's pulled me straight back in contention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has. Quick maths. 
everyone's on three points each. So well done. Um, you know, out of a possible like, I think I should get a bonus point for getting the most right in that round. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely not doing that. Okay. So I'm going to have a look at some of these other predictions. Now, this is more opinion based. So we'll see how we go uh, before we get to some of the bold predictions later on in this episode. Let us know how you're doing at home with your own predictions and let us know how you are faring with our scoring system at the moment. So we did other predictions as well, Lee. We did one for most improved driver. This is another, a lot of these are going to be subjective. You know, they're going to be opinion based, but I think we could probably agree how, who, let's say for argument's sake, who the closest was to getting a point, I think, for some of these. So most improved driver, Courtney went with Charles Leclerc. There is an argument to be made for that. P7 to P2, this season's championship runner-up, won a few races, got the most pole positions. Probably not a bad shout. I went with George Russell, moving into Mercedes, there is a caveat to this, obviously moving into a much faster car than what he's used to. So I'm not going to, as, as tempting as it is, I'm not going to try and score points for the fact that George was straggling in a, you know, bottom of the table team. Now he's driving for eight time world champions, Mercedes. And, but he did win a Grand Prix and he did get a pole position in Hungary as well. Um, so yeah. I think you have to consider that beat Lewis Hamilton in the championship caveats to that, but you know, it, it still counts. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, he joins that exclusive club that's filled with Nico Rosberg and Jensen Button's teammates that beat Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Yeah, two exclusive world champions. club. I'm, I'm sure uh, Nico and Jensen have already sent the membership card. Um, <laughs> they're asking for the subscription to sign up for. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting jackets to come his way, but it comes with a monthly <laughs> fee whilst they're at it. But, uh, yeah, that would, that would be quite... It's very exclusive club. Not many people can say they've beaten Lewis Hamilton in equal machinery. Um, and then, do you want to know who you went with? Yeah, go on. Then. Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> so it's definitely not going to be you, unfortunately. Oh, mate. I was being so optimistic for Daniel. It's such a shame that he's left the sport now. <laughs> well, given that, um, seeing as you're definitely not getting this point for most improved driver, I'm going to leave it up to you. Who do you, as a deciding vote on this one, who do you think wins out of me and Courtney? Courtney went with Leclerc. I went with George Russell. Oh, it is a really tough choice between those two drivers. Um, but as an improved driver, I think I'll go with Charles. Oh, Sorry to say. I was hoping you were going to pick me, but uh, uh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm disappointed now as a bit of a Leclerc Sorry. fanboy. But you're a Ferrari fan. You should be happy that you got the most improved driver from that. Yeah, position. but I kind of want to win these points. There's a, bit of break. <laughs> There's a bit of a rivalry developing here now, and now I'm behind. So uh, I'm not liking this now. My season's starting to come unstuck like uh, Leclerc's was unfortunately. So uh, fair is fair. Courtney, I'm sure, would put his case forward anyway, but he doesn't even have to. That's how things go around here. So a point for Courtney. So Courtney's on four. You and I are on three. The fiercest teammate rivalry. You went with Mercedes. I went with Mercedes. Courtney went with Ferrari. I mean, Lee, I I don't want to advocate for a bit of uh, nepotism here, but you have an opportunity to agree with me and award us both a point. And uh, for Mercedes being the, and this is out of the three. I mean, I, I don't. I think we all know that that wasn't the most fierce rivalry. But no, it wasn't. But there were moments this season between Hamilton and Russell. 
you know, uh, the net, the Dutch Grand Prix on strategy, even though it wasn't direct competition with each other, it was uh, George taking an opportunity to get a cheeky pit stop and get ahead of Lewis on strategy. Out of, out of Mercedes and Ferrari, I think Mercedes had the, the more intense rivalry be, um, because Ferrari didn't have an in, uh, internal rivalry. Not because they weren't in position, but Ferrari just messed up Charles and um, Carlos would be like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Oh, this is working to my advantage. <laughs> well, I mean, this is it. They, they, I don't think there was a moment this season. I mean, we had Silverstone, I think it was, when um, when Leclerc was trying to get by Sainz and yeah. Sainz was trying to defend and Ferrari weren't, you know, pushing with the team order. But I don't think at any point Sainz was re- refusing to let Charles that, go. Ferrari just never went with the order, did they? And there was multiple times this season where Mercedes... Um, or not so much Mercedes, but George has been trying to get the upper hand on Lewis in the race yeah. through pit stop strategy and that. So I definitely think we'll uh, give ourselves a pat on the back there, Adam. Give us yeah, a, a I point think each. so. I think that's fair, just to level the score. I'm so, sure Courtney will disagree with that. But, uh, he can, but he's, he's not <laughs> he here to argue. argue with it if he wants to join. Oh, wait. <laughs> he's not here to argue his case, unfortunately. So I think we're just going to have to rule with the majority. I mean, democracy yeah. rules in these cases. Yeah. This is why we have a three-person panel on this podcast and not a two-person panel. So... Uh, in his absence, we're just going to have to democratically agree that we were closer to being yeah. correct, although that's very, very much... Uh, although if one of us picks Alpine... Um, oh, yeah, I mean, if one of us... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I could have predict Any one of us could have probably picked that with uh, Alonso and Ocon in the same team, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be our guess for the predictions in 2023 between Ocon and Gasly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might as well get what... Well, well get I mean... Alonso goes the other. It goes the other way. That's the Martin, uh, Alonso and uh, Stroll. Wow! I mean, they, they've come Stroll together has a few a, times has a, in separate cars. So uh, he has a streak for being a bit of the uh, over aggressive defensive driving with teammates, doesn't he? Mm. And Alonso does most of his damage on the mic rather than on the circuit. <laughs> um, if there's an award for sassy driver, of the year, it's definitely Fernando. Um, okay, so. Point each for us. So we're all on four yep. each. We're all nicely square and level again, which is uh, good stuff. So it's very interesting. It's a lot more exciting at the moment. And I think the 2022 championship ultimately was. It's a lot closer. Um, so we may get our jewel in the desert in Abu Dhabi after all by the end of this show. We'll have to wait and see. Flop of the year, driver edition. Now, I'm going to give you a point for this one, Lee. And I'm going to tell you for why. I went with Daniel Ricciardo which I think a lot of people probably agree is a very fair shout. I think the only driver that probably did worse than him this season is Nicholas Latifi. And even then, you could argue that, respective of machinery, Daniel's flop was a bit worse than Latifi's was. Although there were a few instances like Latifi um, that we can talk about in our review. I'm not going to spoil it now because I feel like there's one in mind that I can think of that was hilariously legendary and Gotifi will always be loved for it. But I went with Ricardo. Courtney went with Zhou Guan Yu. Now, while Zhou Guan Yu didn't score a lot of points, he only scored six this year, which wasn't great. He didn't have a bad season. Uh, it so was I, the rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't put a prediction for that because it was only one driver. So, uh, or as we thought at the time. But, Lee, the reason I'm going to give it to you is you went with Nikita Mazepin. Now... People are probably wondering why should Lee get a point for Mazepin when he didn't even drive a race this year. And I'll tell you for why. There's flopping on the, on the circuit. And then given what we saw, what happened with Ukraine and Russia, all of that conflict that went down, and obviously how that affected Mazepin's seat with Huss, 
it really takes some doing to flop even more than he did in his first season by not being on the grid in the first place because of his connection to the Russian company Eurokali and connections to Vladimir Putin. So quite frankly, Lee, to lose your seat altogether before a wheel was even turned is an impressive flop. So I'm going to give you a point for that one. Okay, I'll do that one. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it takes some doing. I'm, I'm sure. It does. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners will agree. But uh, yes, yeah, so Lee gets a point for Mazepin being the flop of the year. Uh, flop of the year team edition. Um, Corny went with Alfa Romeo. I went with Alpine. And, you know, obviously the reliability issues that they had, concern that it was going to be a big issue during the winter, that was kind of my logic behind that. You went with Alpha Tauri. Yes. And this kind of ties in <laughs> with your P9 for them. And I've got to say, Lee, well done, because this is, I did not see this coming. I feel, I'm sure I remember watching this back um, when I was doing my research for our predictions. And I thought to myself, what is Lee doing here? Like, surely <laughs> this is going to be good for Alpha Tauri. They're going to be like midfield at best. They're not going to be languishing with Williams and Haas and as it were that's exactly what they were doing so uh yeah well done mate that's a that's a solid shout yeah I'm really pleased with that one <laughs> you can quite clearly see yeah oh, yeah that I'm is so pleased I picked up a Terry to flop really impressive <laughs> really impressive stuff honestly um so so far I believe you've got six points yeah at this point Courtney and I have four each and uh I think that brings us nicely. Let us know again. Let us know how you're doing at the end of this in the comments section. If you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're not, you can always go to the YouTube channel, DNF One Official or DNF One on YouTube, and let us know in the comments section how you got on based on our scoring system with these categories in mind. So uh, yeah, let us know. And also by there, don't forget to like and subscribe. Now we come to the bowl predictions part where it gets a little bit fun. Now, these predictions we made were some surprise ones, completely random, no agenda to them whatsoever. We just picked some things that we thought might happen during the year. Now, sadly, when I watched this, Lee, and this is probably my fault for not asking or prompting Courtney for any, but I don't think Courtney gave us any bold predictions, oh. which is a shame. Because if he did, and, you know, you, you check it, you know, you watch it back, guys. If Courtney did, let us know if he did give us any bold predictions, and if they were accurate, we'll add a point to his score in this one. So, at this point, Lee... Courtney's kind of out of the running on this one, Very I'm afraid. Uh, sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of out of the running on this one. I do apologise. This, this scoring system, I didn't make the rules. Actually, no, I did. But <laughs> still, um, there we go. Uh, so bold predictions. Now, you get a point for every bold prediction. And I think we have to kind of discuss and see how accurate that these were. So yep. I'm going to start with one of mine. Signs, Norris and Russell will win their first race this season. Oof. That's not a bad one. Two out of three. No, that's not a bad. Do I get half a point for that one? Or, do, or would you be generous and give me the full one? I would say I give you um, two thirds of a point. Okay, we're going, we're going two thirds. Well, how does that work really? Because obviously you have one of seven. Zero point seven. Is it 75% points, well, 50% points? You know, we're going on the oh, F1 yeah. scoring but system. It's raining outside. <laughs> we get two laps in, of course. <laughs> uh, you get zero point six six recurring gone. Oh man, that's that, well, that that is a separate. I know, I know you serve half points before in F one. We do, we still had them last year, didn't we? So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of mine, yeah, another one of mine um, didn't go through. Gasly will return to Red Bull in twenty twenty three. That didn't happen. No, no. Um, 
I had quite a few on this one, so this might be a little bit lopsided and unfair, and I do apologise, but um, so, you know... Hey, you made the rules, so you obviously yeah, I, Well, this is how it goes. I'm just changing it as I go. shows how good I am at this. Um, Verstappen, Leclerc, and Hamilton will fight for the title in the final race. I mean, that's depressing. Uh, no. That's depressing. How, like, <laughs> that would have been a great season if they were fighting for the title in the final Yeah, race. I mean, we were a little bit greedy, weren't we? Hoping for yeah. something, especially after what we got in Abu Dhabi 2021, you know, minus the controversy, of course. Um, I mean, if it was your first year watching Formula One, I've got to say that would have been some year to get into the sport. Um, probably given the way it went down, it probably would have been your only year in the sport because you probably would have turned your TV off and thought, well, forget this. This is, this is how we're doing. I mean, look, at least I'm trying to follow the rules. If the FIA aren't, then, you know, that's fine. I'm trying to do one better than them on this one. So, you know, forgive me, guys. Um, what other was it? I had another one. Mick Schumacher will score points in 2022. He scored points. Did he score points? He did, yeah. He scored points in Silverstone. Well, he got points in Silverstone, yeah. didn't he? So uh, I think, I can't remember how many points he got. I think he got like, what was it, 11, 12 points or something like that? So you got good points. Is that your one? Well, I'm, I'm not getting, I mean, if you're going to give me 12 points for that one, Lee, you No, can, no, but... no, 12 points. Is that your bold prediction? <laughs> Um, it, it's not really that bold, was it? It was kind of like a cheap one. Half a point for that one, I think, probably. Okay. Because that was, yeah, I'd say half a point. Um, also, because I had a few more than you as well. Um, let's see. So what am I on now? So I'm on so 5.17777 5. 5. Yeah. Raccoon or something like that. Um, okay, so let's go to yours. Um you put down only two at the time, which was a shame. I think we're going to have to be structured to this next time yeah, we do this. we do. So it's a bit more fair. You went for Stappen to get a one-race ban. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a bad shout at the time. No, it wasn't. He was teetering in the same way Gasly is now. I think it was on like 10 points. Yeah, he was two points away from a one-race mm. ban. And considering a minor infraction these days slap you with at least two or three mm. um, penalty points, it quite easy... Um, could have got that very span, speeding the pit lane. Bam, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Max was a very good boy this year, relatively yeah. speaking. But um, what I mean, he didn't yeah. he didn't have to drive in in the manner that he acquired the points last year. Just oh, well, there was no one anywhere near lane. him half the time, was there? So. I know, but I mean, the speeding in the pit lane would have got him a race ban if he. So just a simple mistake like that would have mm. got him a race ban. So he's a there was a very sensible shot and. It just shows, you know, every one of our favourite drivers can behave and be, you know, be very, very good drivers when they want to be, um, you know, and then sometimes they might accrue loads of points in one go for one reason or another. So uh, I don't think we can give any points for that one, Lee. No. As good a shout as that seemed at the time, um, you're probably sitting there watching the Brazilian Grand Prix earlier uh, towards the end of the season after that collision between Max and Lewis and uh, thinking to yourself, oh, why has he got a clean slate now? Um, I don't think he has a clean slate at this point. I think he's no, quite he close. I think only Sides and Hamilton have a clean slate. So, uh, yeah. Another prediction that you made, which um, unfortunately for the same reason is completely wide of the mark, Mazepin Senior will buy into the Haas team. Probably would yeah. have come true if it wasn't for the Ukraine-Russia conflict intensifying. Yeah. Well, it was, they, they were definitely... Well, he was definitely interested, and I'm sure... Gene has sort of uh, like the financial uh, assistance of running the team. Mm. Um, but yeah, can't award a point for that one as a flop. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got to put that one down as a flop, I'm afraid, Lee. So no points. So what are you, what are we on? Uh, we, six. six points for you, 
Four points Four. for Courtney, yeah. five point one six seven seven yeah. seven, whatever you want, five and a third point. Um, so we're coming up to the last one for me. And I'll save this one for last for a reason, Lee, because this is an absolutely brilliant one. Now, for those of you that haven't checked out our predictions video for 2022 earlier this year, I want to timestamp this because this is a really good one. Now, obviously, you don't have to go and check it back. I'm going to show you the clip to show you this prediction. And it's a really, really good one. So if you obviously want to check it out on the video itself, just for proof, the timestamp is, I think, one hour, four minutes and 22 seconds. But of course, I'm going to show you right now so you can react to it in real time. My final one, before we get into Courtney's uh, couple of questions that he's prepared for us to round this off, I think, sadly, that this will be Sebastian Vettel's final season in Formula One. And in addition to that, I think he'll be replaced by Fernando Alonso at Aston Martin for 2023. That, I mean, you've got to give me props for that one, Lee. That yeah. is one hell of a shout. Yes, that was. And <laughs> is that worthy of a point, begrudgingly? Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's a prediction. Yeah, that's, a, that's a point. <laughs> um, you, got, you got that one. I think I should win the game for that prediction on its own. But, is there um, any more? Is that the final? No, unfortunately, that was the last one. I wanted to ah. save that one for the end because I, I know it's a little unfair and a little lopsided um, because I had a few more predictions. As I said, I've got to be better at structuring this next time we do this. Well, we all have a few goes each and uh, you live and you learn. Controversial ending. Man. Controversial ending. You, you win by 1.7. I ran the rules by Michael Massey. He was fine. He said, go with it. Uh, it don't matter if it's <laughs> not right. Just change it anyway. It's fine. It's your I mean, show. You do what you like. We've got our own 2021 scandal here, man. Yeah. It's a complete end <laughs> to the game show. I mean, this is unacceptable. <laughs> oh, no, it's terrible. Please don't leave, Lee. No. <laughs> uh, well, as you, there you go. Not quite worthy of the Abu Dhabi controversy, but one that ends in controversy nonetheless. So the final scores for anyone keeping score at home, Courtney on four points, Lee on six points, and I just about sneak it at the very, very death. A Max Verstappen-esque move on the final lap of the final race of the season in controversial circumstances, winning by a third of a point. And yeah, let us know how you got on, guys. How were your predictions? And bear in mind, I'm sure a lot of you probably did a lot better than us. Um, we should mention that we do have some level of wheel knowledge. I know it's a little bit subjective, but... Um, our predictions, Lee, you probably agree, haven't really done us much justice in that regard to justifying that we do know something about Formula One. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns that we didn't know going into the the season when we did this, i.e. how the teams would perform with the new rules. If it was just a continuation of 21's um, rule set, then obviously their predictions have been a lot more predictable because we knew how the cars would be. Um, and also we didn't know Putin was going to a special military operation which yeah. impacted the the sort of driver market itself and rings and roundabouts on that yeah absolutely i mean and you know you've got to remember these real world events as, as hard as they can be they, they do have an effect on you know stuff like sport not that that's important but it does nonetheless i mean we had that with the pandemic um last year we had it the year before that when of course we don't we didn't know if we were going to get any f1 races and as it were we actually got a pretty good season out of it um as a makeshift if you like but yeah guys uh i think that's all we got time for for this one let us know how you did with our scoring system i'm sure someone out there got more points than six and a third i mean when you look back on the predictions lee that we've got terrible scores but um 
Oh, you, yeah. Do you think of how many we could have spo- scored in the championship predictions? Well, this is it. I mean, if, yeah. if you've got the championship predictions right, you've won the game already. So, uh, yeah, let us know how you did, guys. But, of course, if you enjoyed that, send us a like if you uh, are watching us on YouTube and consider subscribing to the channel. We'd really appreciate your support. And, as always, if you give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform, we will give you a shout-out on the next show. Just remember, if it's not Apple Podcasts and you can't leave us a written review so we can see who's actually sent it and who's given it to us, do let us know on our socials we've left them in the show notes and if you're watching this on youtube you will see them on your background anyway but until next time guys we will be back next week with another another double episode uh next week we've got a very special guest interview where we're going to be previewing what's coming for 2023 in terms of f1 tech and the f1 aero stuff i've got a brilliant guest lined up for that one so you're definitely going to want to check that one out and i believe that's going to be our 200th episode as well so that's going to be very exciting. And we'll be back with the season review where I'm sure Courtney will be back to join us, Lee, and we'll be able to give our take and big talking points on reflecting on what was a very exciting 2022 Formula One season. But until next time, guys, please stay safe. And thanks for tuning in, as always. And we'll see you in the next DNF1 F1 podcast. And remember, as always, if you're not first, you're probably DNF1. Podcast Network.